ready to take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in, because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon, and transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite, you are listening to Omega Man Radio Network with Shannon Davis. Good evening to you, my friend. Well, hello there. Yeah, it's uh, morning here. Good morning to you. Listen, I don't know if it's day or night anymore, I'll tell you. Uh, but no, it is It is morning there. And folks, we are on this new morning schedule. Uh, I think I'm getting up to speed, though, with it. Uh, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern. So that would be uh, 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. California time. Of course, if we will need to go over, we always can, as we do sometimes. But um, I also want to uh, mention, Brother John, let people know we have uh, set up since last week a second uh, podcast. I'm calling it the Omega Man Reloaded. And what I'm doing there is I'm taking all the shows, going back to episode one that we did almost 13 years ago, and remastering them and re-releasing them. So there are 10,000 programs plus most people have never heard. And, you know, I think, uh, what do you do with a catalog once it got up to this level um, for new people that come along? Um, you, re- you re-release it, reload it. That's what we do. And um, I'm having a lot of fun because there are so many treasures locked up in this uh, archive we've done. So I just want to encourage you to go out and check it out, folks. It's also on Podbean. You can go there to get all the shows now. And um, simply go to my website, and you'll get all the links you need at MegamanRadio.com. I'm also using Substack uh, to post messages now rather than Facebook. Uh, Substack uh, doesn't give me any grief, Brother John. I can talk about whatever I want over there. Facebook, they delete my videos. So uh, as one guy says, go where you treat it best. And um, there are alternatives, thankfully, to Facebook and YouTube, and we're we're going to use them. Well, hey, Brother John, before I forget, I have a friend um, I'm want, wanting to introduce you to. His name is Michael Basham. Uh, have you ever been on Michael's show? No. I didn't think you had. But sometimes he surprised me, and he's gotten the guest already. He was doing a program a few days ago with a man who was involved in a case of helping uh, take a lady through deliverance who was involved with Anton LaVey. And I said, Anton LaVey, well, you got to get Brother John on the program because if my memory serves me correctly, there was a time where... Uh, you and your church had a run-in with the Church of Satan and Anton's people. I think they sent some assassins out to take you out or something, right? They, they and did. Uh, yeah, we had about um, a couple of runners, but basically I was ministering with uh, another pastor that was helping two women that come out uh, from his church. Yes. And so... Uh, I thought maybe uh, you've got to get on his program and uh, and share that and other things that you've experienced out there on the West Coast. Uh, I've run into a couple people that had run-ins with him. I knew one guy also. He he knew Anton when he used to go by the name of Tony LaVey. I said, Tony LaVey? And he said, yeah. We'd bump into this guy all the time in the 60s. He, just, he was a big weed smoker back then, <laughs> I guess. That's what he told me. That was Ross Collette who worked with A.E. Allen. 
Ross met all kinds of people, including Anton LaVey. Um, but uh, don't let that fool you. That was a hardcore organization and made up of killers over there. And uh, I believe they're still doing evil today. Well, Brother still John. Still, they still do. Uh, that's the exciting part. You have been in ministry a good while, and uh, you've seen a lot. And uh, Brother John has many stories that you're going to want to read about in his autobiography. What's the name of your book, and where can people get it, by the way? It's called uh, My Life, my, my, story, my Life, My Story, My Destiny. And uh, you can find it on our website, eaec.org. Brother John, one of these days, uh, but it's my life, my calling, my, my life, my calling, my destiny. I, I forget it. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to build up a couple more stories uh, before I commit them to a book. I've got a few, but I figure with my uh, my three children here, babies that they are, um, one day I got to pin it down, or they don't know who Dad was. Um, the infamous but, stories, and and maybe some of the better stories too. Um, there was a man that I had an opportunity to meet out at Hagwish Baptist Church. He was in deliverance ministry, and before he died, he wrote a book called World of the Warrior, and it was his story, and he uh, did it so that his children and grandchildren that would come after would know a little bit about their father, and I think that's beautiful. You know, write your testimony down, and uh, it's an important thing. You know, I've met others that knew nothing whatsoever about some of their family, and it was, you know, who do they ask? They're gone now, and that's the sad part, you know. We lose a lot of history sometimes, so I think it's important to write it down and, and share your testimony. Well, with that, um, Brother John. It is. It is. Welcome back, my friend. You want to open it, us in prayer? It is. It, yeah. Oh, yes. No, uh, <laughs> finish your statement. It is important, isn't it? Right. And uh, we can see it. We have a pattern because, for example, if the people in the early part of Genesis had not written down the story, we would not even know where we came from. Brother, um, a lot of people do genealogy research. Have you ever worked on yours? Uh, no, I never got uh, interested in that. So uh, make a long story short, I went to start on mine, and I didn't have nothing but the initials of my great-grandfather on my dad's side. I mean, this was horrific. Yeah. I was like, uh, <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, n- nobody was interested in the family tree, and really they, they didn't care except a great uncle, but he was dead. Couldn't ask him. And my grandfather died by that time, so my father was the oldest living member, and uh, he wasn't any help at all. And it was like pulling teeth to find out anything about my family. But um, I have been finding out more and more, and uh, I'm blown away every time by any new discoveries. So it's, it's important to know our, our history, and... Uh, well, praise the Lord. Well, with that, um, I had go ahead. I, I had an uncle, uh, Shannon. Uh, he was a Mormon, and uh, he did genealogy. So I, oh. he gave gave that to me. So I have I have a genealogy going back in my family to about uh, sixteen hundred. You know what? We don't agree with the Mormons uh, on their theology, but I have to give them some credit where credit is due. Uh, they have the biggest genealogical databases in the world. And uh, yeah. they have an online service called FamilySearch.org. I've used it many a times, and you can go over there and access much of their archive and build your own online tree. Uh, a Mormon once told me that it's part of the religion there that you have to go back at least four generations. And 
they want everybody to have two to three years of food on hand at all times. Have you heard stories like that? Can I tell, can I, can I tell you something? Yes. The reason they do genealogy is that they are mandated to baptize for the dead. Oh, really? So what they, yeah. So what they do is a good Mormon. He will go to, he will have a genealogy, and then he will go to the temple, and have an appointment. He will furnish the names and saying, "I am now bap- I'm being baptized for so and so and so and so." And so the teaching is that when they do that, these people that died without being Mormons are being pulled up, given a Book of Mormon and a chance to join the Mormon church after they are dead. That's bizarre, but that's the truth. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they do. And they're underground um, mm-hmm. chambers over there in those temples, right? Yeah. Um, I guess uh, you've heard also that uh, the Mormons, they all have to wear special underwear. Yes. And do they ever take those and things they off? Can only be, they can only be purchased at the CCMI store in Salt Lake City. And when they produce them, they have people on the assembly line that do nothing but bless each garment. Brother John, do they ever get to take those things off? Uh, do they take a shower in them? I mean, how does that work? <laughs> when you take a shower, you have to stand on the garment. And then before you get the new garment on, you stand on the old one, and you have a new one. Stand by. We lost Brother John. Hold on. We're reconnecting. We still got... Brother John, Skype chose to drop off. Uh, You left off at... You stand on the old one, and then you got to take the new one? You you stand on the old one in the shower stall. Okay. and, And when you shower... And then when you're done and you dry yourself off, you still stand on the old one. And then you have a new one, a dry one hanging on, on the side. And you grab that so you always are connected with the garment. Now, do the ladies have a similar garment or is it just for the men? That's just for the men. Now, what do they do when they have relations in the marriage bed? Do they get to take them off or do they uh, always wear these things? Well, they got a trap door in the back, and they got something in the front, so I don't know how they do it, unless they lay on it. I just got it. I always have, you know, what if someone is just, uh, they have a uh, propensity towards eating a lot of beans, and, you know, sometimes you have some gastric uh, eruptions down there. Uh, they, they, um, they, they always have a spare, though, I guess. I was thinking they had to wear the same pair. But if you got extra pairs, no. you just take one off and launder it, right? I mean, it'd be horrible. Well, yeah, you have, let's let's say you have a supply of 10, and, and you keep washing them. Wow. But they, they are simply saying this, that the garment hinders the demons from getting into you. What so is, it is actually witchcraft. And, of course, they believe when they die, uh, you get your own planet, and uh, you get to repopulate the planet and have uh, as many wives as you want, something of that nature. No, that is only for, uh, there are three places for them. So 
<clears throat> the people that are going to get their own planets are the ones that were uh, members of the Mormon Church. Uh, they were um, married and sealed in the temp in the temple. They have several temples now. Wow! And they have been tithing all their lives, and they have been very active. So uh, they are going to be the gods. Now, the guys that are not as, as good Mormons, they are going to be supervisors in this new place. And uh, the um, these are the Jack, they call them Jack Mormons. And uh, the people like you and I, we are going to be slaves. And so we're going to be working for eternity to supply this new God and uh, his harem and everybody else so that they can live a very high life of luxury have, so the Mormons do not have a hell they, they have they have a, it's like a slave camp have you ever had any of the brothers knock on your door and try to um, proselytize you? many times I, I used, yeah I used to live in Salt Lake City oh wow um, did you ever so, ask uh, him I did you ever ask him about the magic salamander? About what? The magic salamander. I haven't heard that term. Yeah, apparently uh, Joseph Smith wrote about a magic salamander. And, uh, of course, people don't like to talk about that. But uh, speaking of uh, Salt Lake City, um, I think that's where they have just banned the Bible in one of the public school systems down there. It's, uh, it's in Utah, yes. What the heck? I would have thought there had been an uproar uh, from the Mormon community, but um, I guess not. Well, they have the, they have their own Bible. Well, so as long as the Mormon Bible stays there, I guess they don't care, do they? <laughs> right. Um, that's amazing. You know, this whole um, sect of people, when I was 17, I worked um, 18, I, I worked at a place called Xerox up in Alexander, Virginia, and one of the supervisors was Mormon. And he was very nice to me. And then uh, years later, I'm over at the Bishop's Cannery. I heard you could go in there a couple nights a month. Uh, you didn't have to be part of the church, and you could go over there and uh, and buy a bulk food that you then put in the number 10 can, sealed it up, and boxed it up. And you know they were all about putting preparations together. So I was trying to get set up for Y2K. And I went in there, and I ran into this guy that I used to work for. But... Uh, um, I was, I was told that the CIA uh, is mainly made up of Mormons, and uh, it's because they find that they are typically more trustworthy than a non-Mormon, and then uh, uh, officially they don't cheat on their wives or they don't drink alcohol or even coffee, I think. Is that the story? But um, uh, a lot of Mormons in the CIA. It is interesting, huh? Yeah, you're, you're correct about coffee. They don't drink coffee. They don't drink alcohol. Well, they may not have that. So lot, lot of, there's a lot of them working for the FBI and also for uh, the CIA. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, well, I'm going to get you back on target because I took you down a rabbit trail. The good news is, Brother John, I got all the time you want today, so you can start and go as long as you want. <laughs> you want to open us in prayer? <laughs> Before I do that, let me give you one piece of advice. Oh yes. <clears throat> when you, when, I heard that you you had re, 
read on your shows and you have you open up with the music you have this guy saying and strap yourself in and bring a cup of coffee and so on and then after he's done then the uh, music is just da-dum, 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 da-dum. And you run that about three or four minutes. So my suggestion to you is that after the guy has given his introduction to the Omega Man radio, then cut the music off and go into the program. You know, I think you're right, because that I was just thinking the same thing the other day as I'm um, putting my old intro. I mean, I've had that intro for since day one. Um I'm thinking myself, it is too long. I think we need to cut it back. So, well, that's a, uh, I'm in agreement with you. I think I'm going to do that. Shorten it because some yeah, people. Yeah, it takes a long time. You, 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 you wait for it to program to start, and it's not a really melody, and there, there's no words. It's just, you know, ba-dum, 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 you know. <laughs> you know what? And some people won't hang around. They just go skip and go to the next channel. You know, what I could do is I could have even yeah. a, like maybe a 10-second intro and then just go right into the program. Uh, we sure could. But, uh, folks, check out the archives. Oh, there's some great stuff there. Uh, Brother John, always an honor to be with you. And uh, with that, um, open us up in prayer. The mic is yours. Thank you. Marvelous Father, I want to thank you and praise you, Lord, that we could uh, chat here a little bit, chat on the night. Father God, it might be some tidbits for people that do not know about the Mormons and some other things that we could share with them, Father God, and they can get an understanding of other religious work. And I ask you right now, Father God, to uh, minister to me with your Holy Spirit and help me, Father God, right now to present the teaching that you want me to do today. And I thank you right now for everyone listening will be anointed by the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we are doing, we are here working in my book, Christian Dynamics number four. And uh, we are talking about guidance for a Christian. And this is now part number four that we're doing today. And the subject that we're going to do today is guidance of an unbeliever how is an unbeliever guided an unbeliever is basically guided by satan the world and his own carnal desires for pleasure let me read that statement again an unbeliever is basically guided by satan the world and his own carnal desires for pleasure. Let me start reading a Bible verse here. We're going to go to Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 and 3, where Paul talks about you. And you has he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. Where in time past you walked according to the course of this world, According to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had a conversation in time past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilled the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. So, 
An unbeliever is guided by Satan and evil spirits. We also have fallen angels that also put in their input. Let me make this statement now that might be foreign to you. When a baby is conceived, when a man or a woman, a woman conceives, and um, we have the egg and the sperm, it unites, they form a new life. At that point, God puts in a soul and a spirit. And the moment the spirit is in touch with a new cell, it dies. This is the Adamic sin. This is the curse from Adam. We have a sinful nature. That means that as a child then matures and the mother gives birth to it and that we have a cute little baby coming out and they are very, very cute. You've got to remember now, that baby is not saved. He is now a member. He's a citizen of the kingdom of Satan. So we are born into the kingdom of Satan. Now Paul says that the children are sanctified by the parents, but that is the mean salvation. It means that they are kind of protected. But so if a if a child later on turns into a young person, and and they don't they haven't accepted Christ, every unbeliever is a citizen of the kingdom of Satan. What God does is He knows in advance if a person will respond to the gospel. And so the people that God sees will accept him. He will work with them. He will put in more effort in them and eventually lead them to a point where they accept Christ. They are born again and they are transferred from the kingdom of Satan into the kingdom of God. That's a transfer that takes place at the time of salvation. So, just because a baby is born and becomes a citizen of the kingdom of Satan, does not mean that God is not working with them. He tried to work with them, and he would know this person will accept Christ, this person will reject it, he will never be saved. He puts most effort into those that are going to be saved and less effort into those that are going to reject Jesus. The next scripture that I want to read is from 1 Corinthians. And this is chapter 4. So we're going to go to 1 Corinthians, uh, the fourth chapter. And... Um, we're going to read from verses 3 through 4. That's 1 Corinthians 
excuse me, Second Corinthians. So Second Corinthians chapter four is where I want to go. And I want to read verses three and four. But if a gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, with the image of God, should shine unto them. Notice now, who is the God of this world? That's Satan. In whom the God of this world, Satan, has blinded the minds of them that do not believe. So, an unbeliever is not a free agent. Now, a lot of people, let me see here if I can get that up quickly here. A lot of people are born into a false religion. And let me give you some numbers. Muslims, two billion people are Muslims. They are born into that religion. They are blinded by the devil and they are fallen of religion. 400 million Buddhists in the world. So, children born in Japan or some other place where they are Buddhist, they are trained by the parents to be a Buddhist. With other words, the parents train them to follow Satan. There are 1.2 billion Hindus. It's in India. 1.2 billion Hindus. There are 1.3 billion Roman Catholics. There are 17 million Mormons. There are 8,700,000 Jehovah's Witnesses. And there are 3 billion born-again believers in Christ. And there are 16 million Jews. So the statistics here, and of course, a Jew that is born, he is told that Jesus is a bastard, Mary was a whore, and that's why Jews are hard to witness to, because from childhood, they've been told that Jesus is an imposter, the New Testament is a, a wrong doctrine, and so when you go up to a Jew and say, would you like to receive Christ? He's horrified because he says, you know, from childhood he's been told, well, Jesus was a bastard child, and uh, he's an imposter, and I should make him my Messiah. That's why it's so hard to witness the Jews, because they have been reconditioned. Uh, just like you had the Muslims, the Buddhists, the Hindus, the Roman Catholic, the Mormons, and Jehovah's Witnesses. All these people have been reconditioned to simply reject the truth. 
So, an unbeliever is not a free agent, but in reality, is a slave to sin and completely bound by it. I'm going to read to you now from Romans chapter 6. And uh, this is verse 15 and on. What then shall be sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? God forbid. Know you not that to whom you yield yourselves servants to obey, or slaves to obey, is actually the word here in Greek is dolos, which is slaves. His slaves you are to whom you obey, whether of sin or to death, or of obedience unto righteousness. So, here's a picture what you have. An unbeliever is a slave to Satan. A believer in Christ, we are slaves. Jesus purchased us on the cross. Let me hammer it in. Jesus, when he died on the cross and prayed for our sins, he purchased us. And when he moves us for the kingdom of Satan, he takes us away from the slavedom of Satan. And now we are his slaves. We are the slaves of Jesus. And that is a wonderful position to be. Paul says, I'm a born slave. I'm willingly a slave to Jesus. I love Jesus. I want to do his work. I don't want to be an independent. Let me elaborate that a little bit. This might seem foreign to you, particularly if we live here in America, to be a slave. But the kingdom of God is set up in such a way that it is God's will that shall be done, not our will. And Jesus was always obedient to the Father. Jesus said many times, what they see the Father do, I will do. I do his works. I am a slave to the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't want to go off on a tangent and simply do my own projects. I want to do his will. Now, he allows us to have recreation. He allows us to, let's say, build a house for ourselves or uh, get a car. He allows us to, let's say, recreation. You go to the boating or swimming, whatever it is. Um, that's recreation. He allows that. But my main focus is to do the will of God. And I'm a slave. I'm, I'm not going to start any projects unless he tells me, this is what I want you to do. You take Joseph Smith that started the Mormon religion. He did his own thing. So did Muhammad. So did Buddha and many of the others. They started their own thing. So you simply want to have in your thought pattern this. I am a bond slave to Jesus Christ. 
what does it mean to be a born slave? During the time of the New Testament, a lot of, there were a lot of people were slaves. And in Israel, they would set them free. So what they did was that when uh, a slave had served a certain time, they would set them free. And the slave that would simply go up to uh, uh, his master and simply say, I want to stay here. I want to continue to work for you. He would then take him to the doorpost. He would pierce his ear and he was not called a bond slave. Let me close the window. Somebody's doing grass outside. Hang on a second. We're live with Pastor John Terrell. If you're here just joining us, welcome aboard to the Marathon. Here on Thursday, June 8th, Okay, I'm back with everybody. <laughs> That's all right, my friend. Yeah. So, uh, somebody, you know, that if you don't if you don't take care of everything, you know, you leave the window open thinking no one is going to start a grass move outside, you know, then Satan says to you, we're going to do that. So, let's read that from Romans here. What then shall we say? What then shall we sin? Because we are not under the law, but the grace of God. God forbid. Know you not that to whom you yield yourselves, slaves to obey, his slaves you are, to whom you obey, without sin of the death or beings of the righteousness. But God be thanked that you were the servants of sin, or your slaves of sin, but you have obeyed from the heart that former doctrine which we delivered you. Being then free, made free from sin, you became the slaves of righteousness. I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh. For as I have yielded your members slaves to uncleanness and to iniquity unto iniquity, even so now yield your members slaves to righteousness and to holiness. For when you were slaves of sin, you were free from righteousness. What fruit had you then in those things of you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now, being made free from sin and become slaves to God, you have your fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And that was Romans chapter 6, verses 15 through 23. Now, I have a sketch here on my outline. And again, I'm telling you this, that if you want to have a copy of my written material, which is from book number four, uh, you can get this particular chapter, and it will not cost you anything. Now, that, that would perk some of you up, but it would cost you, you have to contact us and simply say, I'm listening to Pastor John on the Megaman Radio. He's gone through book number four. I want a copy of that particular lesson. And uh, we can email it to you. 
or we can send a copy in the mail either way so I'm going to talk now but I got here a picture and on this picture we have a dead spirit we have a physical brain we have the body we have the soul and then of course we have memory and programs so a person simply is programmed by whatever it takes in so the references here I would say this that you are a product of the following things television movies books sex fleshly desires advertisement friends radio music <coughs> worldly education circumstances mood what I just let me read that to you again slowly these are the things that shaped you as a child as a teenager and then into adulthood television movies books sex fleshly desires advertisement friends radio music worldly education circumstances and mood this is what shapes a person a human being is very much like a computer he cannot function without the software program the software is designed by a superior being with the capacity to think for himself and make the computer behave in a set pattern an unbeliever is programmed throughout his life experiences we cannot demand a high spiritual conduct from a person who lives by worldly standards I cannot really want to emphasize this here now the environment in which you are born and your parents and people around you and so on family they are going to shape you so we cannot simply say that a Buddhist is a bad person we cannot say that all Muslims are horrible people no they are a product of their environment they have been programmed to this what I'm doing now is I am programming you I am simply taking Christian principles I read scripture to you and I'm trying to say this is what the Bible says this is what God has said 
this is who he wants us to be. And I'm trying to give you a program from the Holy Spirit. When you turn on television uh, or movies or whatever it is, that's programming. They are simply trying to shape you. Advertisement is programming. Advertisement, if they're advertising uh, soft drinks, beer, food, uh, they advertise cars, whatever it is, the advertiser simply says this, I want to program the people out there, I want them to become my customers. And I'm going to send them a message, I'm going to program them so that they will have a desire to buy my products. That's advertisement. But it's a form of programming. So, it is very important now that you recognize who you are and the question now is this, examine yourself and simply said now, I do have programs in me because I lived it. I was not saved to begin with. Maybe you got saved later in life and so on. But when you make decisions and when you go through life, remember this now, you will follow the programming that has been put into you. For example, you take food. If you watch a news program here in the United States uh, in, in the evening, and um, if it is a conservative station, if it is, if it is uh, Newsmax, if it is Fox, if it is uh, ABC, NBC, and so on, they always advertise food products in the evening. That's when you are hungry, and that's what they want to put a message in. You might not buy the product that night, but they work on it so that a week later, so on, you go in the store, and you see a certain brand name, and you say, oh, that's what I saw on television. And uh, then you buy it. And you says, I'm going to try that out. So now the programming is working. The largest educational system in the United States is the entertainment industry. From childhood to the grave, the American people are exposed to many hours per day of entertainment programs, which espouse immorality, bad manners, poor habits, and different kinds of food and drink that are desirable. So understand that now. An unbeliever, that is how he's being programmed. He doesn't know that he's being programmed. But he, they shoot the program into him. He listens to it. He processes it. And he makes a decision. Yes, I want to drink that kind of beer. I, I like that. Yes, 
I'm a patriot. I like Harley Davidson. That stands for strong Americans, you know, or whatever it is. Now, the homosexuals, very militant. And they simply saying this because we are homosexuals. We want everybody else from want to accept us and we want you to join us. Very, very militant. So, there's no such thing as entertainment. It is all an educational program. Omega Man Radio is an educational program. The church that our pastor, Resurrection Life of Jesus Church, we are an educational programming. When we do our webcast every Sunday morning, I am trying to send out information that I want you to accept and believe because I'm, I'm convinced I'm teaching from the Bible and I'm convinced what I have is truth and I want to convey that truth to you and I want you to have that truth. I want you to be born again because I'm born again. I want you to be born again because I don't want you to go to hell and lay the lake of fire. I want you to go to heaven. So, everything that we do has to do with programming. When a couple gets married, there is a programming system that kicks in. The husband will simply say, well, this is the way I am and this is the, how I like the things done. The wife has her program and they have to merge the two programs and they have to compromise. Neither one can get 100% what they want. And if they don't compromise, there's going to be a lot of fights. So, and that's not wrong in a marriage because... Uh, you have two people, you have the man and the woman, and they have come from different backgrounds, different upbringing, uh, they have different food, the way they were eating before. Uh, this family ate different from this family, and so you have to merge it. And as long as it is biblical, as long as it doesn't clash with God's word, it's fine. But when it clashes with the word of God, that's when we have to simply say, no, we're not going to agree with that. So, the result is a society of lawlessness, reprobate conduct for the people living in it. I believe that the person who has grasped this truth can readily understand what Jesus meant. I'm going to read to you now from John 6, 44, and verse 65. No man can come to me except the Father which has sent me draw him, and I will raise him up at the last days. And he said, Therefore I said unto you, that no man can come unto me except he were given unto him by my Father. Only God can reach down to an unbeliever and draw him to himself. 
That is why salvation is so precious. But most born-again people do not appreciate it. If you know of an unsaved person, you need to pray that they receive the gift of repentance from the Lord. God has given all men the freedom to choose whom they will serve, God or the devil, in this life. If a person chooses to sin, he chooses to live in sin and not to seek God. They are granted the freedom to do so. However, he will have to face the consequences of his choice at death and pay the ultimate price in a lake of fire with eternal pain and torment. So, God is simply saying this. I have created you with a free will. As long as you live on the earth, you can make a choice. You can serve me or you can serve Satan. The nasty thing is this, that we are born into the kingdom of Satan. So we, we have strike number one against us. But even if you are not born again to begin with, there is built in you a conscience. There's built in you a knowing what is right and what is wrong. There are some unbelievers that are living a righteous life suicide. They do right. They don't cheat. They don't lie. They don't steal. They try to live right. But that doesn't bring them to heaven. But they are, they are trying to live a good life. So, let me read this scripture here. That will be closing it here today. And this is from Revelation <clears throat> chapter 20, verses 12 to 15. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. The books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books, according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. Death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is a second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. So we have the opportunity here on earth to simply serve God or not to serve him. Now, a person that is born in a country where they are Buddhist, it's a Buddhist religion, or a country where they are Muslims, or a child is born into a Mormon family or Jehovah's Witness, they have a strike against them. And it is not easy to break out of that. And so there's a curse here because of the parents' choice, or the grandparents, or the great-grandparents, whatever it is, there's a curse upon the generation. But as you listen today, 
and you will not be listening to this program unless you were a Christian or you wanted to be a Christian. Accept the fact that the person must be born again or you are in the kingdom of Satan. And then once you are born again, understand this, that you, there is an educational program going on around you 24-7. doesn't matter where you go, there is an educational program from radio, television, streaming, whatever you're watching, whatever you're reading, everything is a program. Knowing that, make sure that the programming you have coming into your life is lining up with the Word of God. Be sure that the music you listen to is lining up with the Word of God or you are going to have the wrong program. On this earth, we have a choice. We can make a choice to be saved, or we can make a choice not to be saved. But the choice ends the moment a person's body dies and the soul is released. There's no more choice. If you're born again, you will go to heaven. If you're not born again, you will go to hell. There's no more choice after death of the body. You will go to one or the other place. And that's why Paul said, I persuade men, because he doesn't, didn't want anyone to go to hell. Well, this is as far as I'm going to go today, so I'm going to stop here. And uh, again, if you want to have the material that I'm using here, this is uh, from Lesson 48 in the Christian Dynamics course number 4. All you have to do is to contact us and say, I'd like to have uh, the lesson plan that uh, uh, Pastor John was teaching from today. And uh, we will e either email it to you or we will send it to you in mail, however you want to receive it. And you can see then what I'm working from. You can see the the, the illustrations and so on I have in here. The main thing is though, that you understand that you are a slave either to God or you're a slave to Satan. There's nothing between. So I'm going to come back here next week. We're going to continue talking about next time. We're going to talk about guidance of a believer in Christ. So here's what I want you to do. Number one, if you think that this program today was decent, worth the money, I want you to go to Brother Shannon's web homepage on his web page and find his donation buttons and put in a good offering because he's the one that's furnished this program. He's the one that pays for it. And uh, I'm just a guest. I don't pay for anything. I don't get paid for anything either. I'm doing this because I want to educate you. So give him a good offer. And then secondly, if you want to see what we are doing, you can come to us on Sunday morning. And we have a webcast that starts at 9 o'clock in the morning. 
and we have uh, music, prayer, and I preach the message. And right now, I'm doing an a, a intercessory. So I do actually preach two sermons every Sunday right now. Two sermons every Sunday morning. And you find that on our website, eaec.org. That's European American Evangelist Crusades.org. And if you can't do it live when we start, you can come in Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and go to our weekly webcast, and the program will play anytime during the week. The following Sunday, we take it out, we put a new new message on, so it's good for one week, and then we have another one. So that's who we are. If you live in the greater Sacramento area, we have a church here. I would love to have you come and worship with us in our church. Contact us, and we will tell you exactly where we're located, and we would love to have you. With that, back to you, Brother Shannon. Brother John, what shall we title this for the archive today? Let's uh, title this Guidance of an Unbeliever. Okay, we write that down. Guidance of an Unbeliever. Okay, excellent. Yeah. Excellent. My friend, we love and appreciate you, and thank you for coming on today. It was great work. And Brother John? Also, well, I love you too. I love you too, Shannon. When you get a chance, go over and look at my website. I made some updates there, megamanradio.com, and uh, letting everybody know, go check it out. We've got some new podcast archives forming over at Podbean. And uh, as we're also putting some articles up at Substack. Substack, by the way, Brother John, is optimizing for the search engines out there pretty fast. And so far, it's uncensored, so it's a, it's a good place to post on right now. I can't say the same about Facebook, unfortunately. <laughs> um, my friend, have a great day. We'll see you next week. Okay, God bless you. God bless you, my friend. Let's do a sound check out there, folks. How's the audio coming through? Let me know. Hey, we've got a pretty good audience today. This is awesome. Uh, Once again, I'm going to be reminding you for a few days, uh, go check out my website, omegamanradio.com. You're going to find there where to go to get our archives. So if you miss the shows, you can get them on Podbean. And then I have a second podcast archive for Omega Man Reloaded. And I just uploaded uh, two more episodes from the archive uh, before I went on air today. And so we're uh, remastering them and re-releasing the 10,000 shows right there on the Omega Man Reloaded. Go over there. You can um, subscribe. It will alert you when you get updates. You can watch on the uh, listen on the web or get the Podbean app. And um, later on, you'll begin to see some of these programs on some of the other uh, apps. But uh, I'm excited about it because, uh, boy, what a treasure trove over there on the uh, Mega Man Reloaded. Um, It's amazing. I never know what I'm going to discover myself when I'm going in there. And I think we're going to have some surprises there for you. You'll say, wow, this this is cool. Yeah, most of these shows have never been heard before by the current audiences out there. So 
Uh, the best way to tune in is uh, the only way to tune in right now live, which, which is MixLR. This is where we're broadcasting right now, uh, MixLR. And MixLR can be heard from any device, omegamanradio.mixlr.com. That link is on my website, of course. Or get the MixLR app, and you can listen that way, too, if you prefer apps. And uh, right now, we're only broadcasting through MixLR for the live shows, and then we're putting all archives, as I mentioned, on Podbean. And now I can get some uh, realistic um, numbers on uh, who's tuning in and where. This is great. And there are reasons why I made some of these changes, which I I went into um, on a podcast. You'll see that on my channel. Omega Man, where did all the archives go? That's what it's called. Go check that out. So this is where you can uh, tune in. Hello, Sister Adriana out there. Adriana, Sandra, Spiritual Monday, Renee, Kaylin, Arnold, Chilindrina, welcome. Thank you, Maria. Uh, The Reloaded has great stuff on there. I'm here to tell you. And as I'm opening up these audios, I'm also getting titles for you. So I'm not going to upload anything unless it has a title, which I think is going to be good. And uh, that's a good rule for me to set for myself. So that will be necessary for me to put it up there. And um, hope you enjoy these. Some great stuff there. Of course, I'm going to start now working retroactively back on the um, programs that we did before the changeover. So we get more recent stuff reloaded as well. And if there's something you're looking for, let me know. I can always dig it out get it uploaded for you and I, I put them in sequential order by air date so with Podbean I can keep it keep keep everything um, tracked the right way. SoundCloud wouldn't let me do that unfortunately. Well you load it and that's it. You can't reorder them. Well uh, what's going on here? So I've got um, the new schedule Monday through Friday. We're going 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern. We'll go later if we need to. Now tomorrow we're going to have Dr. Hansen, Joseph Ferrara, Daniel Daves from Panama, Tom Mack, and Tom Baird. Um, this month we're going to have Michael Boldea, Dana Coverstone, Augusto Perez, Carl Henderson, first-time guest Tim Bentz, who was a prayer walker, who was sent down to Jekyll Island to uh, destroy the Canaanite altar underneath the Rockefeller house through prayer. That's where the Federal Reserve was birthed. We're going to have him on this month. And uh, Elias Santonis will be back on. I mentioned Augusto. Um, And I've got a request out for many people just waiting to get replies. Oh, we're going to have Tom Dunn on, who worked extensively with Russ Dizdar. Got him booked next week. Bill Keller, live prayer guy. We're going to have him on next week. I'm excited about that. Don Jeffrey, the exorcist from Arizona, will be on. And um, and other surprises for you. Okay. Well, let's see where we're going here. from here. I'm going to save this program. We'll come back and do an edition of Speak My Word if you'd like to hang around. We'll be right back. Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. 
Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. You may also donate by sending check or money order to 9030 West Sahara Avenue, Suite 665, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89117. We thank you.